Welcome to Tribes Podcast. Thank you for making this message a part of your week. If you're ever in Jackson Hole, we would love for you to visit our tribe family. We meet on Sundays at 5.30 at the Snow King Conference Center. And if you'd like to know more about us, you can find us online or on Facebook by searching tribejh.com. If you have a Bible with you tonight, turn to Proverbs chapter 16, and we're going to look at, at one verse of Scripture. In Proverbs 16, that's going to be our springboard for what we're going to talk about tonight. If you've been with us for the last few weeks, we've been in a series of messages. I'm not calling it a series because I'm not quite sure where this series of messages that we're in is going to take us. It's like we're all together explorers on the Amazon River. There's going to be some headwaters at some point or if we're going upstream, or the ocean, if we're going the other way. But we'll get there when we get there, and the Lord says, hey, that's great. Tonight, I want to take you on a little tributary, a little side stream that is similar in topic and nature to what we talked about last week. So the river that we are on, we've been talking about the flow of culture. And in the Bible, it says that the Lord directs the king's heart like a watercourse, and he, he makes it bend wherever he pleases. And in a similar way, that's what the Lord wants to do with the culture, kind of the, the collective uh, um, uh, values and things that we, we hold in high honor here at Tribe. God is digging some channels of culture within our hearts. And we've talked about a few things so far. I don't want to review those. But the thing that we talked about last week is this idea of living in abundance. Everybody say abundance. So tonight, it's going to be kind of part two of that. But I want to go down a little tributary. And I want to cover something that that the Lord has shared with me and, and brought Lissa and I through a number of years ago as we were getting ready to go to Mongolia, this principle that he began to download and then we began to live out in our lives. And as we were discovering this and walking it out and, and living this, one of my first reactions was, how come I've never heard this before? It's in the Bible. It's all throughout scripture, but, but no pastor has ever told me about this before. And so perhaps you've heard this, this, what we're going to talk about tonight. Perhaps these ideas and concepts are familiar to you. For some of you, it's going to be brand new. And I'm so excited with what the Lord wants to do in your heart. So last week, we talked about living in abundance. And when we talked about living in abundance, we went to John 10.10, that Jesus, when he himself said, the thief comes to steal kill and destroy. But I have come so that they might have abundant life. And we talked about living in abundance. And what's interesting about that word in John 10 chapter, chin chapter, chitty. The idea of the, the, the Greek word for life in that passage there, if you know any of your Greek very well, there are three different words that could be used for the word life. We only have one word in English for the word life, but in Greek, they had three different words. One of the words was bios. Everybody say bios. bios. 
And that is just like, you know, does your heart beat? Do you inhale, exhale uh, this natural physical world that we live in? You're, you're hungry, you're sad, you're alive. There's another word for life and it's called suke. Everybody say suke. And that is like a, a mental type of life, thoughts, um, um, creation of, of words and ideas. That's your suke. It's where we get the English word psychology. It has to do with your mind. But then there is a third kind of life. And this kind of life, the Greek word is zoe. Everybody say zoe. Now, zoe is an interesting kind of life because humans, when they're born, they've got bios life and they've got suke life, but zoe life is only imparted through a salvation relationship through Jesus Christ. No person on earth in all of history can gain access to zoe life apart from Jesus Christ. When you, when you look at this passage in the Greek, Jesus says, I have come so that they might have zoe, eternal, the God kind of life. Now, a lot of preachers, certain cultures and in, 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 in certain times, they use that verse, John 10, 10, as a, a springboard to kind of launch their own kind of campaign. How many of you have ever heard of a prosperity gospel message? Yeah? Yeah, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a thing. If you've never heard of it, good for you. There's a lot of weird teaching about the prosperity gospel. And as we were getting started with Tribe, I actually had somebody, I was talking about something similar to this, and I got a, a very kind of distressed, worried phone call. And uh, this, this woman said, uh, Pastor Brian, I I just need to ask you, I mean, it was almost going to be a deal breaker for, for this couple. And they were like, now, do you believe in a prosperity gospel? My answer was, do I believe in a prosperity gospel? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Now, before you like pick up your Bible and you go walking out the door, give me a chance to explain myself. I have your attention now, right? Do I believe in a prosperity gospel? Absolutely. Do I believe that Jesus died so that I can live in a big house and have a new pair of skis every ski season? No. 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 Nice try. Wouldn't that be great? Do I believe that one of the reasons that Jesus died was so that I could live more and more out of my Zoe life, that my actions and my words have eternal significance? Absolutely. Zoe life doesn't have anything to do with material possessions. Material possessions, that's all bios life. Are you with me? Jesus said, I've come to give you Zoe life. So when you get Zoe life, I mean, it includes suke and bios that, that we would prosper in our health and in our spirit, and in our mind, and in our body, in every aspect of our life. But a lot of people, when they, when, when they hear prosperity gospel, because, because some preacher who didn't know his Greek very well, thought that prosperity, abundance, means abundance of stuff. And we here in Jackson, if you live here in Jackson or anywhere in this valley, man, we love our stuff, don't we? 
We need to buy bigger houses and bigger garages. Oh, a three-car garage is not enough because where am I going to put the, the ranger, the sleds, and the, the drift boat, and all of my skis, and, like, and the art? Like, woo, we love our... It's so funny. Rabbit trail here. Indulge me for just a moment because I'm just as guilty, right? Have you ever seen that t-shirt that says, he who dies with the most toys wins? I feel like people in Jackson really like take that to heart. Like we love our toys because we love our sports out here. But, but Jesus didn't die so that we could have a bunch of stuff in our garage. Jesus died to give us Zoe life. I believe in a prosperity gospel. I believe that everything that I set my hand to that God has called me to will have eternal significance and value. And let me ask you this, what is more prosperous than having eternal lasting significance? Nothing and amen. Those were two acceptable answers. A A hand clap would have done as well if anybody wants to throw out one of those. Okay, okay. <laughs> Guys, come on now. So next time anybody asks you about a prosperity gospel or, or any of the theology of your church, you can be like, oh yeah, prosperity gospel? Yeah, we are all about that at Tribe. I believe that the, Bi- the Bible says that you can't even give a cup of cold water in his name without him remembering it. And we know that God doesn't forget Does that make sense? Every time you make an investment in a youth's life at at Young Life, a high five, a handshake, you you invite them to club, it has eternal significance and value. Every kind text that you send, every time you go out to coffee, every time you, you... smile at somebody down the, walking down the street, every time you reach out to pray for somebody, if God is directing you to it, it will prosper. What does the Bible say in the book of Isaiah? That, that my word will not return void, but it will accomplish that which I purpose for. What is more prosperous than that? The answer is nothing. So tonight, we're going to talk about how to grow in abundance. That's the title of tonight's message. If you're taking notes at the top of your notes, you can put how to grow in abundance. I told you to turn to Proverbs chapter 16. We're going to look at one verse tonight as our springboard, and it is verse 16. Proverbs 16, 16 says this, how much better to get wisdom than gold and good judgment than silver. Let me read that one more time. How much better to get wisdom than gold and good judgment than silver? Now, with that verse in mind, we got to rewind the story all the way back to the book of Genesis. Remember in the book of Genesis, God places Adam in the garden and he tells Adam and Eve, I have given you every seed-bearing plant as your food. And then he gives them this command, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. He also tells Adam, here's your job, to cultivate the garden. So here's the idea. The idea is that God has given Adam a job, a mandate. It is God's will for Adam to cultivate the garden, to increase, to bring abundance to the garden. 
And in a similar way, God has called us to be fruitful and to multiply. And here's what I mean by that. In our health, we're supposed to be fruitful. He's given us a command to be fruitful in our health. With our family, we're supposed to be fruitful. In our work, in our business things, we have a command from God to be fruitful. But now listen to this, including our finances, to be fruitful in our finances. I wrote this down in my notes, and you can too. God would never give us a command without also supplying us with the means to accomplish his will. So if he's given us this command to be fruitful in our health, in our family, our work, and including our finances, I feel like sometimes a lot of people scratch their heads at, okay, I've got this command. Here's what God wants from me. Here's what God's looking for from me. But, but I don't know how to go about it, or I've messed up, I've, I've, I've failed. But here's something really cool that you need to know about God. What his will demands, his grace supplies. Does anybody need to hear that one more time? What his will demands, his grace supplies. How about this? Be holy as I am holy. Oh, how do I go about doing that? Oh, through his blood, we've been made righteous. We can enter the holy of holies. Look anywhere in scripture at one of his demands, one of his commands, and you will find his grace that will supply what you need in order to fulfill his will. How about what, uh, remember in the Old Testament in the book of Judges when God encounters Gideon and he calls Gideon like you mighty man of valor and Gideon is like looking around because he's down in this little wine press threshing wheat and he's like, are there two of us in here named Gideon? Like, you can't be talking about me. And then he tells Gideon, hey, I want you to deliver the nation of Israel. And Gideon's like, how in the world would I ever do that? And then God says, go in the strength that you have. What his will demands, his grace supplies. If God has given us a command to be fruitful, how does his enabling power supply us when it comes to the area of finances. I could ask you to raise your hand. Anybody in here ever experienced lack in their finances? I mean, we all have. There's all been, there, for every single one of us, there's been time where there's been too much month left at the end of the paycheck, right? And all the ski bums said, okay, okay, yeah. Ex-ski bums, recovering ski bums, if God has given us this command to be fruitful in every area of our life, including our finances, then how in the world does his, his enabling power supply us with the means that, that, that we need? Well, Proverbs 16, 16 is the answer. The Bible says this, how much better to get wisdom than gold and good judgment than silver. I mean, that sounds great. But what happens when you have a mortgage payment that's due? Can you pay your mortgage with just good wisdom, sound judgment? Like, like how does, how, what, do you, what do you actually put in the envelope to mail to the bank? Put some wisdom in here. 
seal that up and mail it off. How does it actually work? How do you pay bills with wisdom? Because the Bible says to get wisdom is better than gold. Well, Lord, I don't want to disagree with you, but actually I could, I'm not even going to ask for gold. Like I'll, I'll just take, you know, X amount so that I can pay my mortgage, so that I can meet this bill, so that I can, I can get this pressure off my back, so that I can climb out of debt. Now, I am going to ask you to raise your hand with this question. Everybody would agree that God's word is true, right? Raise your hand if you believe it's true. Okay, how many of you agree that getting, in principle, getting wisdom is better than gold? How many of you have ever had a need when you're like, okay, I know that wisdom is better than gold, but right now I actually could use some gold. Okay, that's all of us. Okay, we're all on the same page here. We're all on the same page here. So I wanna share with you guys tonight how I have seen the kingdom of God work in the area of finances. And it looks like this. And tell me if I'm off base because I want to be able to walk in your shoes. A need comes across our family. We're hit with a, with a, a big bill or an unpaid something. We have a financial need. Anybody in here ever had a financial need? Okay, okay, all right, we're on the same page. So we have a financial need. We know that, that God supplies everything and we can come to him with anything. So Lisa and I, we get together, we hold hands, we kneel, whatever it is we do. We actually, we probably just drop kids off and we're like scurrying from one place to another. Don't think we're more holy than we are. Dear sweet wife, I take thine hands. So that's what I get. That's what I get. That was the mic, not the Lord. We have a need. We come to the Lord in prayer. We, we pray, Lord, here is the need that is before us. God responds to our prayer request by giving us not the gold, but he gives us something different. He gives us a seed. Now watch. And keep this verse spun up in, in your mind. Wisdom and gold, wisdom and gold, wisdom and gold. Did you know that you can convert wisdom to gold in the kingdom's economy? You just gotta know how to convert wisdom to gold. What does the Bible say in the book of James? If any of you lack, he gives generously to all without finding fault. On earth, we need gold to be able to pay for bills, to be able to handle finances, to be able to make transactions. We work on a, on a monetary uh, society. Our economy is based on a monetary system. Wouldn't it be great if you could go into the, the, you know, the power and light company, Lower Valley, and be like, I mean, I don't have money for my bill, but let me tell you something awesome. And the guy sits behind the counter and is like, that was incredible. Bill paid in full, my man. Wouldn't that be great? You can buy a house with this, like, okay, bank. But 
That's not how it works here. We've actually, we actually need to be able to convert wisdom to gold. We have a financial need. We ask the Lord for his provision. And then, oftentimes, he will respond by giving us a seed. Lord, I prayed for bread, but instead you gave me a seed. Now, this past week, Alyssa's parents were here. And uh, uh, Lissa's dad and I were, were working on the truck and we got this box of parts that we were putting on the truck and we got down to the critical last step and I had all the parts laid out on a little table in the garage and we're taking the old parts off and putting the new parts on and I got down to the last step and I was like, man, this, this kit didn't come with the two parts that I need. Like, oh, I am so bummed. I got to call him. I got to order this. I want her to be done. Lissa's dad was so great at helping me with this project. You know, we were getting in there. We felt like real manly men with grease on our hands and smudges on our face. And, and, and it, the kit was missing two parts. And I was like, oh. and it was the last two parts that we needed. And so Lissa's dad didn't get to finish us, the project with us. They went on back to Minnesota the next day, I called, and they said we could have the parts here, you know, the day after that. Okay, fine. I'm so impatient. I want it now. And so I've got this time to kill, and I'm, I borrowed some tools from, from my buddy Tom. I'm like, okay, I'll clean his tools up, and, and I'll, I'll get the garage in order so that when the part gets here, I can fire it on and it'll be done. I'm cleaning up tool, and I, rem, remember, I've got the box of uh, parts laid out on the table. I've used all of the parts and there are sockets and, you know, there's stuff laying around and I'm cleaning up all the sockets and I clean the whole table and sitting there on the table are, are two little parts that I don't know what they came off of. I don't know where they go. And I'm like, are these extras? What in the world are these? And then while I'm, st- they've been on the table the whole time. Maybe you know where I'm going with this story. They've been there the whole time. The whole build. I was so mad. Ah, they didn't even give me, look, they gave me this. Ah, I set it down. And I'm cleaning up. Everything's clean except these two parts left on the table. Well, I'll be darned. Here they are. They were there the whole time. Why didn't I see them? Because I had an expectation that they would look differently. How many times have we come into some sort of financial need? Lord, I need gold. And he says, gold, you need gold? I can give it in abundance. Here it comes in the form of wisdom. And we completely miss it because it's not in the form that we expect it. Is that good preaching? The seed comes in the form of wisdom. Lord, I need, I've got, I've got this, maybe it's not like, you know, a bill that's coming up at the end of the week, but, but uh, how am I going to pay for my, my children's college when they, when they get there? And it's, you got a long runway. How am I going to do this? How am I going to be able to, how am I going to be able to get out of debt? How am I, uh, we just have this financial need and we pray for provision and down comes the answer from the Lord 
in the form of wisdom and what does that actually look like in our hearts? We've been stressing about how we're going to pay this thing, but every time in our, our, our free moment, our, our free moments of time, this, this weird idea just keeps popping into our head. This, this thing, if we allowed our brains to just uh, kind of free think for a little bit, we keep coming back to this harebrained idea of a business. But we're like, oh, I can't be thinking about those things. I need to be, like, and we're scattering, we're rooting all around on the table looking for gold when right on the table, it's been there the whole time, is this seed of wisdom that God is planting ideas, bringing opportunities across our paths that, that we dismiss, thinking that's da da da. Listen, here's what we need to do. When God speaks to us in the form of wisdom, here's how you convert it into gold. You take his idea like a seed and you plant it. You need to develop that idea. I know many of you in here, and I know a lot of you, you own your own business. And if you don't own your own business, you're working for somebody else, but you got something in the works up your sleeve and on the side, those are all amazing. You guys have amazing, incredible God ideas. They're coming out of your ears. But what do you do with it? How do you convert that idea into gold? Well, you have to take the seed and you put it in the ground. You plant it. Well, what does planting it look like? Two words, hard work. I love this, I love this quote um, by Thomas Edison. It says, opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and it looks like hard work. You know, uh, a pastor of a church down in Tulsa that Lisa and I would, would go to frequently, uh, Church on the Move by Willie George, he said that uh, as he was getting started in, in his ministry, that the Lord gave him an idea f- to create this children's curriculum. And he's like, okay, great. And he went around to like the three richest guys in the whole church. And he's like, I need $20,000 to make this idea happen. They all turned him down. And he got really frustrated and upset. Like, well, where is this? Why isn't this money coming? And God said, okay, you've got the idea, but you can't immediately get a harvest out of an idea. You got to take the idea as a seed. You got to plant it in the ground and do some hard work. And Willie George is like, well, what do you mean? And then he tells this story that the Lord spoke to him and said, hey, if you had $20,000 just given to you today, are you able to get that curriculum to print and and get it shipped out? And he's like, well, no. I got to write it and I got to tweak it and I got to put it together. And God said, anybody ever had God tell them that? Now be honest, like, some hard work involved. There's some persistence involved. You got to press through rejection at times. But don't give up on that idea. The Bible says that the seed is always good. His seed is always, always, it's, it's perfect. It's guaranteed to germinate in the right conditions. When you plant it in the soil, when you're not afraid of hard work, and then here's what's awesome. God causes the seed to grow, and then... He has a channel for his resources to flow through. 
when that, hap- when that happens, that's when the, the wisdom is converted into gold. Is this making sense to anybody in here? As it grows, a channel opens up. And that's where the resources of heaven can begin to flow through to meet the need that's in your life. A channel is the the key word, similar to what we've been talking about, the channel of culture. There is a channel that finances can flow through. Think of this this, uh, example. Um, uh, Jesus is at the wedding of Canaan. The people that are in charge of the wedding, they, they come to Mary and they say, we're out of wine. They have a, a need, right? Okay, so who do they go to? Pretty smart. They go to Mary and Mary goes to Jesus. So you go to Jesus with the need. Here's our need. Jesus responds by giving them a seed. And what does he tell them to do? Go take these massive jars. I mean, they were, they were like huge barrels. Think 50-gallon drums. Okay, that would be the equivalent. Go fill all of those drums with water. What does water, filling 50-gallon drums of water, have to do with the people that need their wine because the best man is about to give the toast and we're out of wine? I don't want to go filling these water drums right now. Are you crazy? Ah. Is anybody seeing the parallels. But what did they do? Obeyed. They went and filled up the water drums. Now, because of their hard work, they've created this channel. And they go, okay, well, we've done that. And then Jesus says, dip a cup in there and then take it to the, to the host. He dips it in there and he's, we know how the story ends, right? What? This is the best wine. You saved the best wine for last? Once there's a channel, the resources can begin to flow. When Lissa and I were, were invited by the Lord to raise money for orphaned and vulnerable children in the capital city of Mongolia, we were like, okay, Lord, sign us up. We put our yes on the table, and then we said, okay, what can we do? And a long story short, we're like, how about, how about we run to raise money? God's like, I, I'll use that. So he gives us this seed, but then we, we, we have the seed in, need, in response to the need that we have. The need that we have is we want to raise a minimum of $25,000. We got about six months to raise $25,000 in order to, to go towards the different organizations that we chose in Mongolia. We have this huge need. And he just gives us a seed. And here's what the seed looked like. Lissa had been working uh, part-time just on weekends and in the evenings on different furniture projects. And she's a really great carpenter and furniture maker, if you don't know this about her, among her many talents. I, okay, yeah, I have to make it up to you. So she would make furniture and, and the idea is that God spoke to Lissa and said, why don't you make furniture? Oh, the money just didn't start pouring in. I met with a lot of rich people at our church in Tulsa, all that I could find. I'd pat them down, shake them upside down because I thought like, that's how you do it. I'd ask pretty please. I didn't get a penny from any rich person, ever. But these ideas, the gold 
was in the form of wisdom, but I had to convert it. And so what if we, what if we made furniture? And so Lissa put out on, on Facebook, as a fundraiser, we're going to make these uh, uh, country-style farmhouse tables. And within three days, we had so many, or we had orders all the way up until the week that we were going to leave. And we spent, uh, we spent um, maybe uh, $400 on material per table, and we would ask people to make a donation for the table that they, we were going to give them after they commissioned us. And I don't think we sold a table for under $1,300. The channel was opened up. But we needed more than one channel. Corey, the Lord spoke to Corey, and he said, well, we, how, we do T-shirts. So he came up with the logo and a design. Should we do T-shirts? Cost us uh, $4.80 to make a T-shirt. We asked for a donation. People, I don't think people paid under 20 bucks for a T-shirt. A channel was opened up. Heidi was like, our need was money. The Lord spoke to Heidi and said, well, what if I use my gifts and talents of, of, of jewelry making and we make these little pendants and sell them? All of these channels, the Lord was, was opening up. Lisa wrote a new album. We had a photo, we had a, a, an album release party for her new album. All of these channels, the Lord opened up. I was just waiting for the money to like fall out of the sky. But instead, God gave us a seed here that we plant in the ground and we put hard work and hard work and hard work. That's what opened up the channel. And as soon as the channel opened up, the resources of heaven came just flooding down towards us. Is this good news to anybody? Are, is anybody's gears turning right now? You need to be. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. I need to land the plane. As I close, I want to share with you five rules of the channel. Five rules of the channel. And you need to, you need to write these down and pay attention. I want to share these with you. Number one, it is God that supplies the wisdom. If we have a need, oftentimes our thought is, well, what can I do? Well, I need to come up with something clever. I need to come up with a new you know, gadget or gizmo. Okay, Brian was talking about this wisdom. Okay, what are, what are your best ideas, Brian? And you'd like, until the vein pops out on your forehead trying to think of like this great idea. Okay, I've got a great idea. You could go for it. It might be mildly successful, but it won't prosper, it won't yield in abundance because it's not God's idea. Remember the song that we sang tonight, so much better your way. We have a need. We ask God to supply that need. Oftentimes, oftentimes, he answers that need, he meets that need in the form of handing us a seed. So it's God that supplies the wisdom. Here's the next rule of the channel. We do the hard work. It's up to us to do the hard work. Fight through rejection. Fight through failure. Fight through messing up. If we lose heart, if we lose vision, and maybe even the Lord is speaking to you over the course of this message about, about uh, man, man, you did give me this amazing idea, and I had worked really hard at it, but I've kind of let it fizzle. I've kind of let it fade. I've, I've, gotten, I've gotten weary. That's all right. Pick that idea right back up. This seed is good. 
So number one, God supplies the wisdom. Number two, we do the hard work. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've heard guys say this a lot. Man, I want to be married. I just want to be married so bad I, I'm looking for that person. Or, or a, a girl says, I just want to be married. She's like looking for her husband and I, I'm just so ready to be married. Doesn't the Bible say in Proverbs, he who finds a wife finds a good thing? So you want to get married. God has handed you the seed of these principles to apply to your life, to build your life with character so that you can be the kind of woman that a guy would marry, a wife. It doesn't say he who finds a cute girl has found a great thing. He who finds a wife has found a great thing. There's this process of maturing and growing and, and developing that we, have to, that we have to go through. That's putting in the hard work. It doesn't say he who dates around a lot on Bumble will eventually stumble across, get married, and then they start to be, become a good wife, a woman of noble character, or a husband that can lead the family. You got to start that now, y'all. Got quiet. I'm looking down. Well, you are a great wife. <laughs> Number three, it's God that opens the channel. We can't take our pry bar and like force open heaven. He's not a slot machine. He's not a vending machine. Well, if I do this and this and this, then he's required to do this, this, and this. He's not required to do anything. But when he supplies the wisdom, he gives us an idea. He presents an opportunity for us that, that, that we have prepared for through hard work. And the second thing, we've done the hard work. It's God that opens the channel. And then number four, our, well, let's see. God opens the channel. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I know what I'm, I know where I'm going here. When the channel opens, this is super important to remember. The idea that he's given you to develop, as long as the goods, the service, the product, whatever it is, that he's given you that idea that you've worked hard towards, as long as it's of equal or greater value to the money coming in, the channel doesn't get clogged. Does that make sense? We didn't make $400 tables and then get $1,200 for one and then say, hmm, we're going to raise our price to, to $1,300. That would have choked that channel right off. You have to be careful because if it's a God idea, the channel opens up and the resources of heaven will come flooding through that channel. There's a tendency for us to get a little greedy. Well, if I charge more, my profit margins will increase. God's giving me the, no, 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 no. You'll choke, you'll choke that channel. Am I making sense to anybody? So as long as the product or the goods or the service that you are delivering is equal to or greater value than the resources coming to you, the channel won't get clogged. Number five, last one. It's up here on the screen. This is a tough one. God has the right to close the channel 
any time he wants. Now, why? Well, the answer is because he's God. Here's another why. It's pretty easy as creatures of habit. It's pretty easy for us to get in a routine to get stuck in a rut. Well, this channel has always worked in this way and we stop relying and depending on the Lord for the resources of heaven. We begin to think, well, it has to do with us. And God's like, oh, no, 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 no. And it's not because he is jealous and says, I don't want you thinking that that you're getting the glory. I'm the one that, that should get the glory. First of all, he deserves the glory, but he cares about us too much for us to get in the way of ourselves, if that makes sense. Think about the nation of Israel. It says that they were led at, through the wilderness by a pillar of fire at night and a pillar of cloud during the day. And the idea is that wherever the pillar of fire went, the nation of Israel was supposed to go. Wherever the cloud settled, they camped. So if the cloud goes this way and you're stuck here, you're gonna get sunburnt to a crisp. You'll clog the channel. But if you move with God, the channel remains open and there are some times we're like, okay, you've done that for a season, we're closing that down. Behold, I'm doing a new thing, says the Lord. When we came back from Mongolia, there was a channel that, that had been open for two and a half months. That channel enabled me, my hard work and my step of faith by stepping out in faith. My hard work, God met it with his grace and I was able to run over 30 miles a day every day for 1,500 miles. When I got back, we flew into Chicago. Lissa's sister was, was living um, in, the, in a suburb in Wisconsin, out in Wisconsin. And uh, the next morning, uh, I was like, I got up, I had some breakfast, and what did I decide to go do? Go for a run. Like, what else would you do? It's all I've been doing for like two and a half months. I think I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm gonna go knock out an easy marathon, like, you know, cool down run. I get out, leave the house. I get about, and they've got these amazing trail systems. I get about eight miles down this little trail system. I hurt so stinking bad. I was like, what am I doing? doing I, everything my hips hurt my knees hurt my ankles hurt my quads everything my earlobes hurt it hurt so bad I was like oh channel closed <laughs> I still had to trot eight miles back home but look at look at people look at ministries where the cloud has gone this way and God's intention, God's desire was for them to follow the cloud. I'm doing a new thing, but they kind of get stuck in the rut. This has been so successful for so long. This is how we're gonna do it. And they just get themselves out off into the weeds, off into a dry place. Maybe people are like that. Ministries, I've certainly seen it be like that. But then I've also seen people who follow these rules and they go wherever the cloud goes. I got to brag on, on Christy Singh for just a moment here. Hardworking single mom. You imagine the needs that, that she has as a, as a single mom trying to raise family. So she's like, Lord, I need gold. Whereas Christy Singh would say, I need gold, y'all. How does God respond? By giving her a seed an idea how easy would it have been for her to be like 
I don't need ideas. I need finances. But she had the wherewithal to take this idea of, of something that fit within the wheelhouse of her personality. What about making some felt hats? Well, how silly is making felt hats in the grand scheme of things? Like, huh? But in the same way that David felt uncomfortable when he had to face Goliath wearing Saul's armor, making felt hats is like Saul's armor to you guys. It don't make sense to y'all, but it makes a lot of sense to Christy Singh. Remember when David fought Goliath? What did he do? He didn't like go through the armory and pick out, you know, a claymore sword. He didn't go and pick all, you know, all these different weapons. He went with what he knew. What did he know? As a shepherd, he had a sling and he's like, I just need some stones. I've been doing this my whole life. It fits within David's wheelhouse. So he just walked along. He picked up five stones and that's what God used to bring about a great victory. If you have an idea to like, you know, revolutionize the International Space Station. I don't think we have any NASA engineers in here, but like, like that may not, that's like wearing Saul's armor. But you know that it's a God idea if it's just this weird kind of cool fit. Well, I couldn't do that. I would love to do that. Has anybody ever thought that? No, I could never do that. I just love that too much. <laughs> could be a seed that God is trying to put in your hand just like those parts right there were right there on the table the whole time. So Christy Singh takes that seed, she plants it in the ground. A lot of hard work. I don't even, I don't even know if we've got to see any little sh- sh- shoots sprouting up. Sprouts shooting up. I don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. But I do know this. When that channel opens, the resources of heaven are going to 